At Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, your financial well-being matters. And they're with you every step of the way through your financial journey. Seriously, Affinity Plus has real people to talk to, people who care, and who can offer financial coaching through all stages of your life when you need it. And did you know that financial coaching is free at Affinity Plus as just one of the many member benefits? It's true. You get amazing benefits at Affinity Plus where you're more than a member. You're an owner in the not-for-profit cooperative. Invest in you and get a load of benefits. Continue your financial journey by stopping into the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive in Baxter to speak to one of their knowledgeable employees and bring your financial questions. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas. Today, my guest is Jody Rate. Jody is the Senior Program Manager for Therapeutic Foster Care at Lutheran Social Service. Jody, first of all, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Jody, let's talk just a little bit about uh, foster care. I understand uh, the month of May is National Foster Care Month. It is. And it's a really important month for us to take a moment and highlight um, the critical services and supports that we provide as a community to um, kids and families through foster care. My understanding is across the state, maybe even across the country, boy, foster uh, parents or foster care parents are needed very badly right now. They are. We've had a need for foster families prior to COVID-19, but that need has continued to um, increase and um, really worry our community in terms of knowing that with all of the people staying at home, um, schools not having physical um, on-site kind of presence together, uh, teachers and education are typically our number one area that provides mandated reporting. Um, they're that first uh, call-in to say that there might be some safety risks. So without that happening, we know that there is risk. Um, so we are really having a high call for foster families. Mm-hmm. So typically you're saying uh, schools are, uh, are kind of the first line of defense that start to um, you know tip authorities to the fact that there may be foster care needed? Correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, are there other ways that kids will enter foster care? Yeah, so it's important to know kind of that there's this misconception that children are often um, needing foster care because of their behavior or something they've done, when in fact that's not the case. Um, abuse and neglect affects children of every age, every race, and every socioeconomic background. So um, it's really important that we kind of recognize that parental drug abuse which has been on the rise, so opiate and methamphetamine addiction, has really contributed to um, kids needing to have a safe family space um, while their families are working on some of their health and um, needs. Yeah. But also physical abuse and neglect as well is, a, is another high area that um, puts kids at risk. Yeah. Uh, now, as kids go into foster care, is there an effort to keep them with family of some kind, relatives, grandparents, that type of thing? Absolutely. We, we know that it's um, in the best interest of kids to remain connected to family. Um, and if they're not able to be um, cared safely with their parent or guardian, then it only makes sense that we are trying to make sure we make a connection with a relative or a kin or somebody that's been a significant person in their life. 
versus somebody that they've maybe never met. Now, sometimes we aren't always able to make that connection. Um, and then we have non-relative families, foster families. So we really need that whole range of um, important people to kind of step up to caring for kids. I don't know if there's a way to, uh, to describe uh, kids that are in foster care. I mean, what age they are and challenges they're facing. Do you have some of that information? Absolutely. So children in foster care can really be the range of, you know, infants uh, all the way to 18 years old, and even potentially 18 to 21, there's an extended foster care um, program that's available for those young people who become adults and transi- transitioning into independence. But our greatest need is really that 6 to 18-year-old and up to 21 um, age group. Sibling groups are also often an, uh, a need that um, there might be a span of ages, and, of course, we want to keep those kids together as siblings, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. And in general, they're, they're really coming from a place of high-stress um, trauma. They've been through some really difficult moments. Now, are there training that takes place for the foster parents so they're able to deal with some of those challenges? Absolutely. So with Lutheran Social Service Therapeutic Foster Care Program, we really believe in trying to prepare um, foster families as much as possible. And as you said, there's going to be some minimum training requirements related to becoming a licensed foster parent. But with LSS um, foster care, we go above and beyond that because we do know how unique this experience will be um, as they open up their heart and home. So there's absolutely a lot of support in terms of training, but also um, we have services that kind of come in home to wrap around the child, the family, and the team that's working with that child. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned this earlier, but it sounds like uh, even though the COVID-19 pandemic is happening, you're still placing kids in foster care. We are. Um, we're trying to be sure, obviously, that we're following all of the executive orders, public health recommendations, so that's constantly in our, the forefront of our minds. We're also doing additional things to support safety for the children that we serve and for the foster families and the staff and our partnering team members that we work with in child welfare. So that could be anything including um, we have a health screening tool that we work with um, when we're looking at placing children, um, and we're also assessing individual risk. So we're taking all of those important factors in consideration during this unique period of time. Mm -hmm. Talk about the process, if you will, to become a foster parent. Sure. With Lutheran Social Service Therapeutic Foster Care, we really believe that it's important that we're working closely with our families. We're really invested in that process from the beginning in terms of helping them through that three- to four-month licensing process. There's a variety of paperwork, um, home safety kind of uh, attendance that we need to make sure is in place, training, as you said, background studies. Um, But, yeah, it's typically about three to four months. We're with you every step of the way. Yeah. And the best uh, first step for someone that's listening that would be interested is what? 
I would say really listen to that um, call to consider foster care and make um, reach out to us at www.fostercaremn.org. And you certainly can um, check out our lssmn.org website and search foster care. We'd love to hear from you, and we really do need families and communities to know how important it is to take care of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find success is uh, uh, better when there's a couple that's welcoming in kids to their home, or can individuals do that as well? That's a great question, and we do have that quite frequently. It's very important that everybody kind of understands that um, family units can look in a variety of different ways. So it may be a single person who may have not had parenting experience previously, and it could be a two-parent family unit that has had extensive experience and their kids are all adults. Um, So we really are welcoming to all different types of family units, Mm -hmm. whether you're individual or two-parent. And I would imagine that it's hard to to put a, uh, a length of time on what kind of a commitment is involved because is it always the goal to get those kids back with their parents whenever possible? It is. Reunification with family is our goal, and that is really um, at the foundation of what foster care is, that it's a temporary nurturing family experience for that child um, until they can return to their home. And in terms of the care length, it really can range. So we have, um, through our program services with LSS, very short-term care, emergency care, maybe if it's 30 days or less, um, to longer-term care as the family is working on meeting their goals. So it could extend up to six months, perhaps. And we also have respite. So oftentimes there's families who might need a break or they might need to attend to something personal themselves and just unable to care for that foster child. Um, So respite would be perhaps a weekend, once a month, caring for um, a young person or a foster child. So it really ranges. Very interesting. Uh, I know from being a parent that, uh, boy, when I had kids in the house, uh, my grocery bill had increased substantially. And is there monetary help for foster parents with uh, that aspect? There is. So there is assistance related to a child who is in care um, for that family, and it's going to cover or assist with those basic needs of food, clothing, shelter, um, all of those spaces that we need financially in terms of thinking of how we can um, make sure we're taking care of that uh, foster child in that temporary space. Yeah. And do the foster kids primarily stay in the same region um, where they live? That can really vary. I think the goal is always going to be making sure that if that um, effort is to reunify with the family and the family is in that specific community, that if at all possible, we are going to keep them in their community that they grew up in, where their family's from. But sometimes, and again, because we don't have 
um, enough foster families to kind of meet that need or kinship families to meet that need. We do sometimes have to look beyond the community that they're from, and that child may have to transition into another community and uh, region even. Yeah, I can see where that would be tough, especially if they had friends at school and so on, because uh, obviously the school-aid kids will still have to complete their education, won't they? Absolutely. With our foster families at LSS, we do try to really make sure that there is a full understanding about how we can maintain and bridge connections for those kids that we're caring for. And that's not only with their family, but it's also with, like you said, friends and their community in general. So we are doing our very best to make sure that they remain connected as much as possible, but it is difficult. Now, Lutheran Social Service, you actually have offices all over the state, right? We do. We're a statewide program, so we have, um, for our therapeutic foster care program specifically, we are in Brainerd, we are also in Moorhead, in Duluth, Alexandria Metro in the Twin Cities, um, Mankato, and Rochester. Yeah, so cover a lot of ground and uh, are helping a lot of kids all over the state, it sounds like. We believe in taking care of all those kiddos who may need uh, a safe place until they're able to return to their families, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very important work that these foster families do, isn't it? It is. It is. There's some beautiful stories. I think we often think of foster care and... um, may have that heavy heart when we think about what that child or children may have gone through. But it's so inspiring to work with our foster families, to see their investment, their engagement, their participation in therapy and services, and the overall well-being of that child. Um, There's so many positive experiences that come out of it, but most importantly, those long-term relationships that we start to form with the kids and the families. I was just going to ask ask you if you hear from many foster parents that talk about how rewarding it is for them. Absolutely. They have stories after stories about different um, experiences in caring for kids. And oftentimes I think the one theme that comes through is that they came to foster care thinking that they would be able to offer something to that child But as they look back after caring for a child, they realize that the difference, the greatest impact was how that child um, changed their life in a positive way and their family. So that's a really beautiful message. Yeah, very much so. All right. Well, Jody, again, if people would like to find out more because the need is always there for foster parents, you said the best website to start at was uh, fostercaremn.org? Correct. All right. Anything else we should know about foster care and Lutheran Social Service? I would say if you are curious about it, it's okay to reach out and ask questions and just start to think about it. And for those of you who have been thinking about it for quite some time, please know we would love to speak with you further and help you through that fostering journey. Very good. Jody, thank you so much for talking to us today about this important work of foster care, and I hope uh, that you get a few more uh, folks around Minnesota signing up to be foster parents. Thank you so much. All right. 
Jody Raid is the Senior Program Manager for Therapeutic Foster Care at Lutheran Social Service. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be accessed anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also find our Community Focus programs on our free downloadable app. That's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.